Welcome back to Speakeasy Security, the podcast from ESET. I'm Ranson Burkett. And I'm Tony Anscombe. And this week on Speakeasy Security, we'll be discussing Google's plan to stop selling ads based on an individual's browsing across multiple websites. Now, that's a huge development because this news has been made by one of the world's biggest digital advertising companies. And it actually could help push the advertising industry away from individualized tracking cookies. So of course, as always, we have Tony here to help explain this. Tony, let's talk about what the development is before we talk about whether or not it's important for everyone to know about. Well, the, the development is is actually maybe even broader than I think you just explained it with, with just cookies. So yes, they are stopping third-party tracking cookies. Uh, but also they're stopping investing in tracking technologies that could uniquely identify a web user that goes from one website across the internet to another website. We've seen this in our own own lives, haven't we, where you go from one website, you've looked at something, you go to another website, and hey, presto, they're advertising something you looked at for on the uh, last website. Uh, So that's what's actually going to stop, is that uh, cross-website tracking. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. And I know there's probably a lot of people who had an issue with that. Um, Let's talk about the people who may have had an issue with it or just people in general. Why is this important for people? Well, it's important because it's a privacy invasion, isn't it? And, you know, I think actually if we go back to you and I spoke just before Christmas and I said one of the biggest tips I can give any parent coming up to Christmas is don't look for Christmas presents on a shared family machine. And actually therein lies the privacy issue because, of course, you go from one website to another and actually multiple websites then know what your preference was. The ad tracker is tracking your behavior across multiple websites and other people that use the device might be seeing what you were searching for as well if you haven't got multiple profiles on the machine. So there are lots of privacy issues in there. So it's actually a good th- I mean, it's a good thing that the industry is moving away from individualized tracking uh, because it has come under a lot of privacy concern over the last couple of years. Sure, sure. That makes sense. And I, I can completely see where you're going from. And I do recall that episode where we asked people to not share their computer they're looking at Christmas gifts for, because you're right, that will certainly ruin the surprise. Um, so let's talk about the average person. Will the average person need to do anything or does this development happen in the background? What What, what happens? So the development will happen in the background. So that support will just disappear from within uh, Google's technology. And bear, bear in mind, they're not the first people to, to do this. So please you know, be aware that they're not leading the way here. You've already seen some of the other browsing uh, technologies already step in and turn and say, we're not going to allow tracking in that way. So they're catching up. But of course, um, it doesn't mean other methods won't be used. So, for example, social media sites uh, could potentially still be tracking yeah. in that way if you're, lo- if you're logged in because, of course, they're tracking you across multiple instances. So it may, it may yeah. start, yeah. Exactly. I don't know the underlying technology in there that some of the social media companies use, but they have their own tracking mechanisms in there because if, if you're signed on to multiple sites using your Facebook ID, then I'm sure they're actually watching what you're doing on those sites through those IDs. That's a really good point. That's an excellent point, actually. Um, 
And it brings to mind maybe just something to highlight. You know, these codes can provide everything that basically the users are doing from the sites they visited, the purchases they've made, their interests, and it allows the advertisers to target the most effective and relevant ads towards them. So as you mentioned, that's why you see these things either on your feed or in different sites that you're, I'm sorry, different browsers that you're, that you're opening. So I guess with this development to kind of change how uh, Google is going to approach this, do you know, or maybe do you, do you think you may have an idea of how this can affect the digital advertising ecosystem that actually uses third parties, third party cookies to understand consumer behavior via the tracking codes? Well, something's something's going to have to replace the potential revenue that companies have been making from tracking, because you know we use Google and we use Facebook and we use other services for the internet for free, and their payment is through advertising. So if suddenly you change the way that somebody's being able to monetize, then something else needs to step in and replace it, or we need to start paying for those services. So, and I don't think it would be a very good business model if when you go to search for something in Google, it says that will cost you 10 cents you know, to do that search. Yeah. So that's not going to work, is it? So they, they've got to step in with alternatives to make advertising pay just as much as it does, but without the privacy implica implications. Oh, wow. Wow, that, that's a really good point, Tony. And you brought up something that maybe the social platforms are considering, you know, a pay, a paid model. And there's probably a few services that are, again, happy to take anyone, but I'm sure there are others that would certainly look at having a more confined audience that is willing to pay so that, again, the advertisers can market to them. Um, question for you then. So if, if I'm an average user and I use, you know, anything from Firefox or Edge, Microsoft Edge to browse the web. Uh, does this even apply? Does this change by Google even apply to me, or does this strictly reside in Google's ecosystem? No, this 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 applies in both. So, so you already had some privacy changes coming in other browsers, and some of the other browsers already stopped third party cookies. This particular change in in the tracking, though, is specific to Google. So, my point here is there's an evolution of privacy change. So, for example, uh, you used to have something called a, a user agent string in the browser. So when you went to a website, there was a certain user agent string that said, hey, it didn't say this was this is ransom, but what it said was this is a Dell Latitude PC and it's running Windows this and it's got this much RAM and it's it's on this IP address and it's got so and of course the IP address is a personal identifier, um, especially under CCPA. It's like it, it says it's classed as personal information. So it could be related back to then you if somebody aggregated that data with something else so this is a this is a move in the direction of privacy generally in browsing technologies and it is kind of creepy isn't it gotcha when you're browsing and yeah. somebody's actually collecting something in background that you don't you don't really understand what they're collecting you don't understand what they're going to use it for so this is an evolving yeah. uh, this is an evolving happening in browsers and in the ad business. Mm, I like that. And, and I'm glad that you broke it down in that way. So let's further that thought. And I've read a little bit on this topic. So here I go. So if there is this new apparent privacy sandbox scenario, which states that Google and its partners have begun to build a series of new technologies 
which is being advertised as a way of hiding those individual users by placing them in kind of a group or a crowd. So in that same scenario that you um, indicated where if I'm connecting on this Dell machine, it gives information on my RAM and my IP and everything else, that then goes away and it lumps myself along with others that are uh, looking at and, and, and have interest in the similar things. So it means that there's no single technology, you know, moving, removing Google um, kind of at the head of this, but a handful of new standards that will allow advertising to continue to exist and work similarly to today without the privacy violations enabled by those tracking cones that you were mentioning. So if you have or haven't had any thoughts around sandboxing, I'm going to ask you now, Tony, what do you think about this approach that Google's taking to basically involve other tech partners in there to say, well, fine, we're not going to be able to single you out, but we can probably say this group of users exhibit these tendencies. And, and here's how we feel that advertising to them could be effective. Well, there's, so there's two, two parts of that. One is, I mean, it's a good thing because putting people into a cohort of users, similar, similarly minded, so I, you know, we know that you Ransom like Lagunitas beer, um, and they put you in a cohort, co cohort that's just for beer, and you start seeing advertising for beer. I mean, there's probably nothing wrong with that. Um, what they're not saying is, hey, Ranson, this Lagunitas offer is directed just specifically to you because they no longer know it's specifically you. They only know yeah. you're in the beer cohort. So there is an element of anonymization in there. However... Um, anybody that knows uh, about data, you can, of course, start to de-anonymize data in certain instances. So if, now if we put you in a rural zip code where there's only four houses, and if zip code was part of that cohort, then suddenly can I identify you? Probably. Yeah. So there are instances where anonymization doesn't always work. But, you know, any move in the right direction of privacy is a good thing. And you know, if yeah. it's nice to see actually that I think this is being done ahead of regulation. If you look at other things, for example, the, the tracking cookies, the European Union forced the, tra uh, track uh, the tracking cookies to be a consent. So you get the consent notice when you go to a website, you, you know, you're, you're familiar with that. Yeah, this seems to be being done prior to somebody actually regulating and legislating that you can't track people across multiple websites anymore. Agreed. Yeah. And and that's a really, really powerful point you made there. And before we go on, Tony, I think it's a perfect time to break for our drink. What do you say? I have a nice... I'm going to tell you, this is. I'm, I'm living on the edge today. I have a nice cup of coffee right here in front of me that has nothing in it other than some cream and sugar what are you what are you sipping on well i actually have a cup of yorkshire tea all right um all a right. box of tea that my mother sent me all right all yeah, right which is rather delicious but and it's a, it's a very specific flavor but of course being a good brit i have milk in my tea you have milk in your tea all right <laughs> good man well, it's almost oh, and, that and, time. Of and there's no, and the tea bag doesn't stay in the cup. Doesn't stay in. Yeah, okay. The tea brews, and then you take the tea bag out of the the pot. I, I have to agree with you there. I think even um, 
when we had Dominique on the show, you know, she was showing her massive cup of tea, you know, that she would drink her tea in. And the first thought came to my mind was, does she leave the, does she leave the tea bag in there? So you're, you're preaching to the converted. I certainly don't do that myself, but I know what you mean. That's kind of a tendency for Americans here. So, okay. Glad to have another drink with you, sir. And let's crack on. So you brought up a good point earlier and it was around um, this potentially this development bleeding into social media. And I wanted to level set with something that I found here earlier online. And it basically talks about how big of a slice of the pie, digital advertising pie that Google owns. And they're the largest, but if people aren't familiar, Google accounted for 52% of last year's global digital ad spend of 292 billion with a B. That's a massive amount of money that they're receiving um, as revenue from companies that are looking to place content, advertisements, um, your interests in front of you through all the different um, services and platforms and apps that you use. So with that, and knowing that that massive amount of money is not just going to be swept under the rug, and certainly Google's not going to leave that on the table, you brought up something around social. And I have to ask, you mentioned there could be a possibility of uh, social becoming a subscription or some sort of paid service. Um, how like, look, can we revisit that for a second and just maybe share how likely could social media potentially make a move that, um, increases the ability for advertisers to track them or to your first point, monetize away so that advertisers can then access their platform and target them even more specifically. Well, f firstly, it's important to uh, point out that, the ad revenue coming into Google, a lot of that then goes down to publishers as well. So of course where the ads yeah. appear get paid as well. So, so you're talking about the, the top line number that advertisers are paying. But then of course people that allow the adverts on their websites get paid too. So Google doesn't keep the uh, entire amount of money. I'm just, just making sure everybody thinks that Google aren't lining its own pockets with all that cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mind you, I'm sure they've got lots of cash, so I'm sure that's not a problem for them. But um, quite a bit, yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think actually, uh, I would liken some services. Maybe the internet will head off in the same direction. I'm making a, a, a maybe a bit of a, a leap here. Think about when you subscribe now to a streaming service. So if you go and uh, subscribe to Paramount Plus, or you subscribe to HBO. Which which version do you subscribe to? Are you taking the ad-free version or are you taking the version with limited ads or are you taking the version with full ads and you're paying $20, $15, or $10? So now we know what the value of the ads are that you would have been seeing because if you're getting a $10 reduction in your fee by seeing the normal amount of ads, we know that that's what I was valued at. So yeah, limited exactly. ads, you know, if I get a $5 reduction, at least I'm starting to understand what my data was valued at. Now, could, could that mean that other services on the internet do something similar? Because let's be clear, streaming TV is now just an internet service. Yeah. yeah. Could other services go off in the same direction? And could you end up somebody saying, well, would you like to have a social media account without ads? And you could pay $3 a month or $2 a month or whatever it might be to get that service. 
there will be a section of the population that turns around and says, yeah, I'll take that. And I now no longer need to worry about tracking and ad blocking. Ugh. Ugh. You've, you've broken that down so easily. And I hope everyone listening pays attention because that's exactly how the companies are monetizing, you know, or, or placing a value on the information that you either subscribe to or that you agree to, um, uh, to have, to agree to have them, uh, have access to. I, I really like that, Tony. Well, before we go, is there anything else in the digital ad space that would affect a user? Are there things that people can look in their settings for? Um, will browsing be different in the days and months to come? What, what do you think? Well, I think this has been done ahead of a regulator coming in and turning around and saying, you need to change the way you're doing things. So I, I'd still expect to see some form of legislation and regulation come swift, swiftly behind it um, to limit the way companies may do this in the future. Uh, but it's clear that legislators are heading down a more privacy-orientated route. You know, I've, I think I've said before, I, I think the last 30 years of the internet is probably we're just the guinea pigs of how the internet will look in the going forward. We're the, we're, we were the we were the lab rats, if that's the right term, yeah. that were being tested on. And, and yeah. at some stage, the internet will become yeah. privacy, really privacy aware. And maybe it has to because uh, otherwise maybe it wouldn't survive in, in the way we know it today. Um, so I think, you know, going forward, I think there'll be more uh, respect for people's privacy. And I think you can certainly see that in some of the technology companies. Uh, I think Apple certainly are an advocate more of privacy doesn't mean they do all the right things but they're certainly more on the right line and i think other companies are starting to catch up so yeah wouldn't it be great in five years time to sit here and turn turn around and say i'm not being tracked yeah i'm nobody's collecting my data without my consent and i can actually maintain my identity without it being abused or taken from me without my knowledge Oh, wow. Well, well, it is certainly a seismic change in the digital advertising space. And some people, as you mentioned, have seen this coming and others are being hit with the news and, and trying to prepare as best as they can. So for all the digital advertisers, um, we're definitely looking to see how you develop uh, through this change and, and how the industry progresses going forward. With that, Tony, I think it's time for us to sign off this episode, and we will see everyone in the coming week. Thanks for your time, Tony. Always good to be here, Anson.